Hello there, and welcome to the Blue Milk Latte, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Kent <clears throat> Blue Milk Latte Solace, and with me, as always, is my trusty co-pilot aboard the Star uh, aboard the uh, Blue Milk Latte Cruiser, Chris Christophsis Mean. Hey guys, what's up? Hello, hey, welcome back. So this week we got a super fun uh, episode for you. We're going to be going over our top ten bounty hunters ranked. Chris will have his own list. I will have my own list, and it'll be the definitive list of bounty hunters forever and ever. Just kidding. It won't be that. But we will talk about bounty hunters, and we'll have a good time doing it. Um, But before we get into our list here, let's go over our Star Wars adventures of this last week. Uh, Chris, why don't you kick us off? Uh, Well, this week I'm still breaking my way through the uh, War of the Bounty Hunters comic book series. Now it's pretty much over, and I have them all. I'm kind of just trying to binge my way through them. And they're re- it's really good. <clears throat> Issue three of the actual like main books of the series because it cause basically spans all of the different you know books going on right now: Afra, Invader, and Bounty Hunters, and Star Wars. But then I also have like the main one, the War of the Bounty Hunters. It's like a five issue miniseries. And issue number three is amazing. I cannot recommend that issue enough. There is so much awesome stuff that happens in there. Uh, so yeah, if you're gonna read only one of that whole series, read that one. And then yeah. um, I was, uh, was I, oh, I was watching a little bit of uh, Return of Jedi the other day, and uh, was kind of scared about how many of the characters I could name in Jabba's palace. Just going around the room, I was like, oh, I know that guy's name, and that guy's name, and that guy's name. Yeah, that that <laughs> might come in handy uh, come next month when we get Boba Fett. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Very true. Yeah, so at the time of this recording, also, it is uh, November 29th. Ooh, one month exactly. Yeah, one month exactly till we get Boba Fett. When you guys hear this, it'll be a, a little bit later than that, like by a day or more. Um, but yeah, we got a month to go till Boba Fett. Um, that's kind of one of the reasons why we chose to do this top 10 list of the bounty hunters. Plus, we just wanted to have a little bit of fun and break out of the you know normal yeah stuff here and there. Um Let's see here. But let me hit my Star Wars adventures real quick for this last week. Um, Not my adventures specifically, but we all saw... Well, not all saw. We saw um, Grogu in the Macy's Day Parade. He was flying there, chasing his little ball, and it looked pretty awesome. Really nice to see Star Wars still being, um, I guess... uh, like that promoted like that or seen like that in pop culture i mean we always know where i feel like sometimes we get so into star wars and so inside of star wars we forget sometimes how big it is to like non-huge star wars fans just the common folk <laughs> if you will and uh yeah it's just a reminder that yeah star wars is still uh a pretty big deal just in pop culture stuff in general you know what i mean um do you ever get like that chris do you ever think like so you were so inside of star wars that we forget about like the just the pop culture stuff at large, or do you yeah, no, yeah, every once in a while, because every once in a while I have to like, I'll try and like drop, you know, I'll try and talk about something and feel like I have to explain it, and someone's like, no, no, I've seen the movies, I know what you're talking about. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Um, so yeah, the, that was in there. Um, we did our Thanksgiving. I mean, uh, we never really mentioned doing podcast episodes as part of our. Uh, Star Wars Adventures, but I'm going to include it this time. We did our Thanksgiving Day episode. And it was really a lot of fun. Um, yep. we had a, we, yeah, we had a pretty good turnout for listeners, so thank you guys for listening to that. Um, 
yeah, it's a really good, uh, fun Thanksgiving episode. When it comes to some of these holidays, we like to have, you know, on point themed episodes. So we will probably continue to do that sort of thing. Um, and then other than that, I was at a record shop looking for some like uh, Blink-182 or Angels and Airwaves vinyl. Uh, I couldn't find a damn thing, so I didn't get any of that. But I did go to like their spoken word section looking through like their stand-up comics and stuff like that. Um, and not a stand-up comic, but a spoken word thing that I did find that I did purchase was, uh, it looks like it's from the 70s or 80s. It's a Star Wars Rebel Mission to Ordment Hell, a story from the Star Wars saga vinyl it's like i a, had that as a kid yeah 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 it's like i think a, i probably still do at my mom's house yeah yeah, yeah 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 it's a story set like right after the death star is blown up it's like a radio drama thing that they put on yeah, yeah. yeah that it's, they put... It's, it's the backstory of an empire somebody oh man is it hot leia han someone talks about the bounty hunters that ran into an ord mantel and that's that record's supposed to be that story yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Han, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, they're sending out his decoys uh, against what they think is a lone Imperial Star cruiser, but then the Rebels are attacked, it looks like. I still haven't listened to it, but I have it here in my hand. I'm super excited. The, the cover art on it is, like, super badass. It looks like yeah. it looks like a ship from, like, actually, like, Star Tours or something, and then some stormtroopers are shooting at uh, Luke, and C-3PO is piloting the ship. It looks pretty awesome. And the Mount Millennium Falcon's there in the background. Um, hopefully, I mean, I got it at a good price, so I hope the, the, the record isn't too scratched up. Uh, we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to listen to it and see how it goes. Maybe maybe Chris and I will listen to it together or something like that. <laughs> I, like, I had totally kind of forgot about that. You missed it just now. Yeah, no, I... I had that CD. I had that CD. I had that record when I was a kid. That's uh, awesome. I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it was good. And like I said, it was it was it was cool at the time because it was one of those uh, you know it was kind of before the rise of the expanded universe. So it was kind of one of the first instances of like filling in the gaps from you know uh, from like a movie line where like they drop some kind of throwaway line about oh yeah you know may see three PO make some comment about the the bounty hunters ran to Or Mantel. And then they someone wrote a story about it. They they did it officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to tear into that. Um, and then you know we're not going to get too much into the speculative uh, news and rumors and all that good stuff. But um, I guess we will mention just for what it is at face value. We we won't be getting uh, any Rangers of the New Republic, uh, the show that was rumored to have Gina Carano heavily. Uh, focused in that show among probably some other ones so we won't be getting that and uh, it looks like rangers of the new republic no no no, no, no i'm sorry not rangers of the republic i'm sorry uh rogue squadron is also a no-go it's not necessarily postponed but just straight up a no-go um so it is a bit frustrating to get you know a lot of these projects announced and getting low like cool logos and backstories a little bit here and there and then you know only for us to find out that we won't be getting anything. Um, so but hopefully, I the, uh, but I think the word is that some of the plot lines from Rangers of the New Republic will be woven into Mandalorian seasons three and four, or at least season three. So, like some of the storylines that we're trying to set up in Rangers of the New Republic, probably some of the interconnectedness with Ahsoka and stuff, we will kind of see some of that in Mando season three. I think is what I heard. 
Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I would hope would happen. So yeah, at least we'll we'll be getting some stuff. All right. So to get us prepped for the book of Boba Fett, which will feature um one of the top bounty hunters that a lot of people, a lot of Star Wars fans enjoy, a lot of people enjoy in general. We're going to be ranking our top 10 down the list. But before we get into it right now, um, I just want to let you guys know, um, as I do pretty much like every week, we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, TikTok. Go ahead and leave us your list. Uh, we'd like to see what you guys think about um, our list. We want to see what your guys' lists look like. So make sure to interact with us. Drop us drop us some comments. You know, um, Just get the, uh, get the interaction going. We're not here just to talk to you. We're here to interact with you guys as well. All right. So getting into our list here, Chris, why don't you kick us off at number 10, and we'll just go back and forth until we get to our number ones. All right. So uh, with my list, uh, I put a little, little bit of a challenge on it that uh, you know hopefully made it a little bit more difficult for myself. And that I tried to make a list that has no fits in it because I feel like both of those new TV shows get enough uh, attention, so I'm going to make a list with no fets. We'll see how it goes. No fets. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Neither yeah. Jango nor Boba. It's all fets. There are no fets all the time. All I right. don't give that guarantee. Sorry, guys. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, number 10 for me is going to be uh, Zuckus. Nice. I always thought the, uh, the Gan Feinsman was a really fascinating character design. Looks like he's got a big bug head. He's always yeah. traveling around with, with Forlom. Looks like C-3PO with another bug head. So, and then in the in some of the comics in the universe, they're kind of fun to read about because they have like this weird odd couple relationship where one's kind of fastidious and one's not, and but they're like two different species. Anyway, mm. uh, I thought Zuckus always looked really cool in that lineup and the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. I think Zuckus was one of the before I was even really knew what Star Wars was. I just thought about it like about like that space movie sort of thing when I was a real little little kid. I think I had a Zuckus action little action figure, like a three quarter one. Nice. And uh yeah, it was pretty I didn't know what it was really. I just knew he was on that. So I would play with him. I would make my action figures in hockey hockey teams for some reason and make them like play against <laughs> each other. And I think he was the goalie or something on one of the teams. That makes sense. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Very good. Zuckus is kicking us off. All right. Going to my number 10 here. We're going with uh, we're going with Greedo, who up until recently, we didn't know he said McClunky right before he gets blasted. <laughs> it's probably his famous last word. Right there. Um, yep. uh, for, for those that don't know on Disney Plus, he does say that. But before that, he never said that on special re-release DVDs, special Special re-release laser discs, special in theater re-releases. He never once said that. But um I always like Greedo. I like just the the idea. Like he looks like kind of like nerdy for being a bounty hunter, but I think that's like kind of one of his appeals for me. Um it's like he when you think about bounty hunters, most of them are like badass looking or just like um, you know, it's really intimidating. But Greedo to me just looks like a sweetheart. But at the end of the day, he probably still could capture and kill you. Um, right. up, yeah, up, yeah. Until, up until his tragic ending with Han Solo there. Um, so yeah, my number 10 is Greedo. All right, Chris, go on to your number nine there. Number nine is going to be Bosk. I think yeah. Chandoshans are super cool. I've always been a big uh, fan of all things dinosaur. And yeah. uh, Bosk is kind of like a like a human-dinosaur hybrid thing. So mm-hmm. I always like uh, Chandoshans are really cool. 
just that scene where the batting hunter has to line up and you see like his toes are kind of curling around the edge of the, the platform. It's just super cool to me. Yeah, yeah. We uh we do get a little shout out uh to him in Solo a Star Wars story and a few other places. I yeah, I hope he does pop up in no. like a... I feel like he's in Clone Wars. I feel like he's in Clone Wars. He is, yeah, he also is in Clone Wars, uh as part of like one of the bounty hunter episodes or like the train heist episode, one of those. Um, right. Yeah, but I, I I do hope we get to see him in live action again in like Andor or something like that. That'd be pretty awesome uh, to see him again. All right. Uh, going on to my number nine here. Uh, it's gonna be Zam Wessel. Uh, as we all know, Zam Wessel was the uh, bounty hunter that is a shapeshifter. I think she is a wait. What's the quote? I think he is a she, and I think she is a changeling. That's the quote there by uh, Anakin Skywalker. Uh, she's the one who tries to murder uh, Senator Amidala in Attack of the Clones. And I always thought that opening chasing was kind of meh, like as an action piece. I always thought it was kind of, I don't know, something about it just didn't sit right with me. But as I've grown and gotten older and gotten more accustomed to that scene, it's actually pretty awesome. The sound effects are awesome. The chase scene's awesome. Um Sam Wessel, I like as a bounty hunter is pretty cool. Like, I mean, that would be super beneficial to be, you know, changeling, being able to change your your appearance. That would make tracking bounties like just super, super easy. Um, but yeah, Which, she is. Yeah, and she's super cool because she does introduce kind of a new concept. So we hadn't seen the idea of someone being able to shape change the Star Wars before, and then yeah. that kind of makes that possible. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until she is taken out by. Uh, by Django there by the with the dart which you know one quick thing about that if it's so easy to kill Zam Wessel with that dart thing why didn't Django Fett just go after Amidala at the very beginning and just like snipe her that way if he's such a good shot and such like he's already on planet you know what I mean like well I don't know do we well but Django was kind of backdooring backdoor working for Palpatine yeah maybe he wasn't I mean, maybe the contract was to her specifically. I mean, the whole thing is engineered because they, I think Palpatine, you could argue, he knew that the that he probably wasn't really thinking Amadal was going to get killed. Mm. Or if he didn't, you know, or, or he could see that if she didn't get killed, then it would still play into his hand by bringing her and Anakin Skywalker together to give yeah. him uh, some leverage against Anakin Skywalker at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. I always thought that Jingo should have just done it, but. I don't know. Yeah, that it it also does go back to that old joke uh, with Star Wars, though that Sidious is always doing the thing where he hires a guy to hire a guy to do a thing. Right. Like, like, <laughs> the perfect example of that in action. All right, uh, Chris, let's do your number eight. Number eight. Uh, this one's a little little obscure. Don't go with Embo. Embo. Okay. Do you know who Embo is? Uh, not off the top of my oh. head. <laughs> He's he's from a Clone Wars episode. He is the guy that has the uh, hat he throws, like the frisbee hat. Yeah. Okay. That's Embo. Okay. Like the samurai-looking dude, kind of. Yeah. Okay. That he teams. I want to say he work. He's. I want to say it's the episode where there's a team of bounty hunters that work with Obi Wan and Anakin to fight off separatists or something on the Lucia. I think it's on Lucia. And okay. uh, yeah. He has a really cool look with his hat that he can throw like a weapon and he's like super he's like the strong silent type yeah uh, he just has a really cool look 
Nice, yeah. I just did the the a uh, image search on him, but I got a fun fact out of the whole thing. I guess Dave Filoni provided the voice to Rambo. Nice. Yeah. Fun fact of the day. There you guys go. All right. So Embo is your number eight. All right. So uh, just to backtrack real quick, my number nine was Dan Wessel. Uh, killed by going on to my number eight. It is Django Fett. Um, I've always, Batman is definitely my favorite superhero of all time. And one of the things that I find super badass and endearing about him is all of his fun gadgets. And Django Fett is the equivalent of that. He has gadgets coming out of everywhere. He's got the fun little uh, gauntlet hook thing that provides him, <laughs> prevents him from sliding. He's got the the uh, flamethrower wrist thing. He's got the rocket launcher. He's got pretty much like all the stuff you would need. And he's got like the spikes on the boots. He's got he's he's uh, got a lot of stuff. And he's also you know just a simple man trying to make his way in the universe. Um, I really like that idea as well. And when you think about it, he is the Godfather and literal father of the entire clone army. So yep. without Django, you know, we don't get any of the clones. <laughs> so, and, and he's the... an interesting character when you get more into it, because we find out in Mandalorian that like Django has Mando armor, but he's not Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He was like, infinite for, you know, out, outstanding service and, you know, service to the Mandalorian homeworld or whatever in the Mandalore, which is mm-hmm. kind of an interesting, like, factoid <laughs> yeah 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 so yeah Django fett is def- i could i i couldn't leave him off the list so yeah there he is at number eight all right chris let's go to your number seven uh my number seven was is uh zam uh wessel so i think we kind of covered her already so we can kind of keep moving okay okay nothing you want to add specifically that i didn't touch on uh no i just it was kind, of, kind of a cool like outfit Apparently, uh, there was a whole thing with like uh, you know George Lucas and people with hats. It's like she's got that kind of pith helmet looking thing. The hat, mm-hmm. kind of. Okay. And then we'll see, then we'll see later. You know, some other characters that have like interesting hat options. Like, well, we already saw Embo has has a you know, has that weird frisbee hat. Yeah. There's some I'm sure is on both of our lists who has like a cowboy hat. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird. Wars era uh, hat thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely you they definitely like went back to uh, what George's influences were with the samurai stuff and the western stuff for sure. Right. With a lot yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. All right. Going on to my number seven here then. We have Dengar. He's wearing toilet paper on his head and looking badass while doing it. Um so yeah, Dengar is on there. So one of my favorite things of Dengar, besides him just being, you know, that we see there on Death Star Two is um actually no we don't see him in death star 2 i'm sorry what am i saying we see him on one of the Im- imperial cruises there the um, super or the regular one i remember from empire strikes back yeah i'm sorry. no i know i'm trying to think that was the super if you see him on the superstar destroyer or if that's not till later yeah i forget which one but anyway yeah so one of the obviously that's his introduction that's how we all saw him he, he kind of just is standing there doing his thing but um one of the books uh, i believe it's the war of the bounty hunters it's part of the legends series now it's not part of canon anymore but dengar uh is, i believe is in one of the opening chapters or a few of the opening chapters and he's actually the one that kind of like finds uh, Boba Fett's armor kind of strewn about on Tatooine and he's the one that kind of helps Boba Fett out of the Sarlacc um, and finds him and stuff and kind of like 
helps him out a little bit and partners up with him a little bit. I've always enjoyed like that little snippet of his story. And, um, you know, I've always thought as like uncool as it looks, he looked kind of comfortable wearing all that stuff. And I always thought like, maybe that's how I would kind of dress if I was a bounty hunter. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, uh, fun facts about current Dengar and the current um, timelines. Okay. Is that he plays into one of the storylines playing right now in the War of the Bounty Hunter series, where he's teamed up with another bounty hunter, uh, Valance. This is, this is the other bounty hunter who's the looks kind of like uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he gets like half his face blown off as a Terminator. He's like a cyborg guy. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, anyway, but I guess one of the things in Dangor's backstory currently is he is a former swoop bike racer. Ah. And so it's probably that. So he may have, you know, be wearing bands and stuff and got beaten up because he may have crashed as a as a, as a speeder bike or speed bike racer, speed bike yeah. racer. Got oh, some yeah. road rash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. He's actually kind of he's actually kind of funny in the in the series. It's actually not that bad. He's actually kind of cool. Yeah, nice. Very good. All right, so let's go on to your number six. Uh, my number six is IG Eleven. Nice. Because uh, he's just awesome with Taika Waititi's voice, and he's always constantly wanting to blow himself up. Yeah, <laughs> I like the eleven. He's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, very good. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, he may or may not be on my list coming up here in a little bit, so I'll save <laughs> what I want to say here. But yeah, IG Eleven is a great choice. He's your number six, said. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Okay. All right. My number six here is going to be Sabine Wren. Now, I know she has a lot of different occupations throughout. Yeah, I saw her on some lists online, and I was like, what now? Because I don't remember this at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's part of, like, her backstory in Rebels. Uh, the um, why she got out of bount- the whole bounty hunter thing was to join the ghost crew, and that they're the ones who kind of, like, saved her and stuff. So when she left... Um, when she left her family who are, you know, Mandalorians and stuff, she kind of just went around doing bounty hunter gigs and stuff. Um, So, so yeah, so I, she is, I technically, I know she has a lot of different occupations uh, throughout her Star Wars uh, story from being a rebel to being a Mandalorian to being technically, not technically, but a holder of the dark, uh, black, uh, (laughs) sorry, dark saber. You know, she's done a lot of different stuff. Artist that's also on there. Um, but yeah, she is one of the my favorite bounty hunters just because um, she probably would be higher on the list too if her entire career was being spent as a bounty hunter. Um, but yeah, I just uh, done not enough stuff, cool stuff to say about Sabine Wren. She looks cool. She's super effective. She's probably one of the top like um, female characters that I think we see throughout the Star Wars uh, stories. And uh, yeah, so Sabine Wren is my number six here. All right, so we're entering top five territory now. So, off with your number five. All right, number five for me is Black uh, Chrysanthem. Okay. From the uh, Afro series, he's basically a uh, giant black Wookie who is uh, super feral. Not feral, but like super like he's kind of the opposite Chewbacca, where Chewbacca's kind of cute and cuddly when I give him a hug. This, This guy would actually rip your arms off just for looking at him funny. Like, he's real mean. <laughs> and he's in the War of the Bounty Hunter series? No, he's in Afro series, and he's also oh, okay. in uh, the... Well, it's in the 
trade paperback, but it was in the mainland Star Wars series, uh, the Diaries of Obi Wan. Okay. He's in that one as well because he actually fights Obi Wan at some point because he's hired to has uh, hired to take out Luke or Owen or something. Somehow, okay. like somehow, he and Obi Wan cross paths and they have a huge like battle. Okay, yeah, pretty awesome. Very nice. Okay, cool. All right. Um, number five on my list here, kicking off with some of uh, some characters that we know fairly new and are recent to us, but and we're going to get to know even more here uh, is Fennec Shand, uh, introduced in the uh, Mandalorian TV show. Um, she pretty much showed up. We didn't really think much about her, and then in season two, she comes back and has an even bigger and bat- more badass role. Um, she is essentially half cyborg now because of her uh, right. stomach part that Boba Fett helped her out. Um, she's, I think, going to be like, I, I, I hope. I mean, I know she's going to be the right hand woman to Boba Fett there, but I kind of hope she's like the wild card. Like, you don't really know what she's going to do because that's really what her appeal was from season one like you know she was going to go this way that way or what have you um but she is going to be pretty darn loyal to boba fett so i think that might make some of the choices for her but we'll see um and yeah ming not wen as fennec shand is just fantastic she's uh played her obviously in the mandalorian tv show and reprised uh the voice acting role in the Bad Batch and all that good stuff. So, uh, yeah, just excited to get to know more of this character. All right, Chris, uh, let's hear your number four. All right, my number four is going to be Aura Singh from uh, episode one, primarily for his film, you know, appearances. I think she was also in Clone Wars for a couple episodes. And I know that she was in a lot of the expanded universe for universe of time. She was one of those characters they really used to sell the look of uh, episode one, but then it was only in like five seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then didn't do anything other than shoot at the pod racers, I think, or stand people. I, don't know, I think that. she just stands around and kind of, no, no, she does take one shot. You're right. And then yeah. she just kind but of, it's, yeah. the, it's like watching the, as a pod in the pod, in the pod racing scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But she was like in a bunch of marketing stuff. And it was like, huh. She was like kind of the Boba. She, I think they're trying to make her the Boba Fett of the uh, of episode one, and it didn't quite catch on because they didn't really use her after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a cool. I know she's got a she's got a cool antenna like wired in her head. That's kind of cool. And then like, and I know some of the original expanded universe comics. She was like part space vampire or something weird. Yeah, so she was kind of an interesting character when she got into the expanded universe part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. All right. Um, let's see. Your all right. Number four on my list: the world's greatest babysitter is IG Eleven. Um, so we know we know him from season one of The Mandalorian as uh, the guy that always wants to self destruct, and uh, I think he has probably one of the best character arcs um, from like any like droid in any Star Wars story because he goes from just a straightforward nonsensical droid um, that wants to do anything to get the mission done even if even though it's funny the way that you know he conducts himself um, to be essentially like reprogrammed and then retaught how to think and how to get um, you know how to protect um, little Grogu there and uh, yeah 
good character development uh, episode, like saying essentially not all droids are programmed necessarily one way. They do have other options and they can do other things besides what their initial programming is set out to be sort of thing. Um, and yeah, and Taika Waititi voicing him is excellent. So that there is there too. So yeah, that is that really awesome scene of him uh, beating up the stormtroopers, which is pretty awesome. Like this, this bike troopers. When he tries yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. He just like pounds the guy on the ground. Yeah, yeah, that is great. All right, entering top three land. Let's hear your number three here, Chris. Uh, my number three is gonna be Fennec Shand. Uh, I know we can't talk about her, but I also want to remind you of her being in Bad Batch as well. Mm-hmm. And we get to like at her early, early in her career about how awesome she was even then. And you're right, kind of that wild card part of it. We're not really sure what her deal is because at first, kind of the idea that she's trying to like capture Omega, but then she like defeats Bane to save Omega, and so you're still still not quite 100 sure like where she stands exactly or who she's working for. And then yeah, <clears> then all this, then all the stuff in Mandalorian is like yeah, she's just she's super awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we are definitely going to be getting more of her, and uh, we are both very excited for it. All right, number three on my list, and I, you know, I wish I could put them higher, um, but there's two other ones that uh, just are more near and dear to my heart. But it's going to be the bounty hunter that we all know and love. He's get he's getting his own show in about a month. Boba Fett, um, number three on my list is Boba Fett. Um, I'm excited to learn a lot more about his backstory that we get in canon. Obviously, we know stuff from Legends and all that other good stuff. Um, but, you know, I'm just excited to get to know more about what the, uh, you know, Filoni and Favreau have in store for us as far as and Robert Rodriguez, as far as how he got out of the Sarlacc, um, how a lot of stuff, you know, kind of pr- kind of presents itself to this character. Um, but again, just like dear old dad Jango Fett, he just has Gattor, and uh, and we love him for that. So yeah, Boba Fett is number three. Yeah, um, Boba Fett has a really uh, has a really good fight scene in this last issue I was reading of uh, the War of the Bounty Hunters, where he basically fist fights Chewbacca, and uh, it's pretty awesome. And then until Boba Fett decides to fight dirty in like the worst way possible. But before that, he like totally tossed Chewbacca like, see these scalps on my uh he literally tells Chewbacca like, see these braids? Yeah, you recognize them? Maybe they're your aunt, your uncles, your aunties. Like he's literally yeah. said Chewbacca. Yeah, he's a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty crazy. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, your number two here. Uh, my number two is gonna be Cad Bane, who was like the standout one of the standard additions to Star Wars canon from the Clone Wars series. Yeah. He just had a really cool look from like the blue to the real straight up gun, you know, cowboy gunslinger look to the cowboy hat to like, yeah, the voice and attitude and just the ruthlessness. Like, yeah, he was just super awesome. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tag along with you here on this one. Cause Cad Bane is also my number two. Um, nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think outside of, um, you know, Actually, I don't know where I was going with that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if you look at Star Wars and you look at George Lucas's influence, is definitely in there. And Cad Bane is definitely an homage to a lot of those classic gunslinger uh, characters. And I think sometimes that's when Star Wars thrives its best is when they go back to the stuff that 
inspired the stories in the first place. You know what I mean? From yeah, yeah. from mythology to um, Japanese samurai films to Western films to just sci-fi serials in general. I think when you go back to that stuff and honor that, um, that's when you get some of the best uh, Star Wars stuff. And yeah, Cad Bane definitely embodies that West at all. And I can't wait i don't know when and i don't know how but i know it has to come at some point get a live action cad bane something or another he's too good of a character and for them not to do like something live action with and i know it sounds kind of far-fetched saying that but there's this franchise has done that i never in a million years have thought that they would do and they've done it and then done it you know tenfold sort of stuff so I just know that we will see Cat Bane live action one day, and I just can't wait for it because it's going to be so good. Uh, I, I feel like the where we will, where we could see him would be in possibly in Book of Boba Fett, maybe because I know he and Boba Fett have crossed paths, and there's that rumor that that's where the the, the fan rumor is that that's where that dent on uh, Boba's yeah. came from. That's from Cat Bane. helmet. No, oh, is it a helmet or is his codpiece? Oh, because there's also that copy when shoots him in the crotch. Oh, I think there's that cabbie. Yeah, either just shoots him in the head or does or there's a shot in the uh, you know, does there's a because there is there's like a you look at both its armor, there's a dent right in the crotch. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, I don't know, but um, the one that I've seen it was a deleted scene that Dave Filoni showed at like a celebration before they were bought out by Disney, I think. One, one uh, of those celebrations, they showed a, a deleted scene from Clone Wars where, yeah, Boba Fett and Cad Bane had a, had a duel. They had a shootout. And, yeah, I think that's how, Boba, at least in that cutout right. scene that is no longer part of, you know, the, the story. Um, that's how Boba Fett got his dented helmet is from Cad So, yeah. I yeah. feel like, uh, I feel like we're going to see Cad Bane would be in Book of Boba Fett because they have crossed paths before. Um I think it'd be kind of cool because we'd see him as like the old over the hill gunslinger by this time in the timeline. Cause we're yeah. like what? 20 years, 20 plus years from Clone Wars right now. Yeah. we Years for sure. Yeah. Like he's kind of tried to retire and both is trying to settle an old score or pulls him back in to help him with something like one last, one last hunt for the uh, old over the hill bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be awesome. I think that's where I, that's how I'd want to see him show up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, real quick, let's give a quick shout out to uh, Seth Green. He voices uh, <laughs> Cat Bane's uh, droid Toto 360, his butler droid. Nice. Um, let's give a quick shout out to that because Seth Green's a pretty funny guy. And he brought us some uh, robot chicken Star Wars, some of the greatest parody Star Wars stuff ever created. Have you seen the new, I, I think it's in. I think there's a new Cad Bane pop figure that has him has Toto with him, where it's like the two of them on on the base. Nice, I got to check that out. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's one I think it's one of the newer ones coming out of the some of the stuff out of Bad Batch. Gotcha. Okay. So okay, we're on to our number ones. I think we might have the same number one, but do you want to try and do it at the same time? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Let's do it on three. Here we go. One, two, three. Din Jar. <laughs> Okay, cool. Yeah, so uh, I guess yeah, uh, I'll 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 let you take first stab at it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, he was just he came out of nowhere with no one. We had no idea. We knew we wanted and was not you know referenced or part of any of the previous 
media is anywhere. And he just kind of came out and took us by storm with being like, you know, someone who is, who you could tell was competent at their job, like from that first sequence in the cantina, uh-huh. just kind of blew us away with like his efficiency and the cutting the guy in half at the door. Like, yeah, it was just super awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think it can't be stated enough how much the Mandalorian helped out the and just uh, again going back to the the pop culture uh, relativity of it all. How much the Mandalorian helped out Star Wars uh, the the film saga. Um, I think after the Rise of Skywalker, the common fan and the hardcore fans were. That, that was that that's that some of it was a little i think too deep but the man when the mandalorian came out i mean granted we get grogu along with it um it just revitalized a lot of the stuff about oh yeah this is why we like star wars i forgot sort of stuff sort of thing um so yeah it can't be stated enough that the mandalorian definitely did that and did, with din Djarin being the main you know character behind all of that is just fantastic yeah and i think casting pedro pascal granted i know there's a lot that bring this character to life but i think pedro pascal absolutely kills it as dinjarin um i think his voice is like perfect for that type of character um and just the few times that we do see his face it's i think only three times during both seasons um one there with a bl- his blood face in season one another time to uh see you know get the scans and all that uh everyone during that highest episode and then also um at the very end the very emotional uh departure of grogu those are the only three that showed his face and all three times just the amount of acting he can do with just like little facial gestures and a couple words here and there is just uh fantastic um so yeah i think that's most of the stuff I wanted to say about Din Djarin. Oh, and he just looks super badass. Right? Right. right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that is about it. Is I, that's funny that we had the same number. We had the same number one and number two? Yeah. Nice. So, I mean, if we don't get to see Cad Bane in Book of Boba Fett, um, it would be cool to see Cad Bane in a Mando episode, you know? Can you imagine, yeah. like, them teaming up together to go get a bounty? Well, yeah, I think I think you could use him. I mean, you could use him as the same in the same role in either show, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boba Fett is more interesting because they already have a history together. Tim mm-hmm. uh, Baron would be interesting in the Mando, is because you'd have because it'd be your chance to introduce introduce this character to people who don't watch the cartoon. Mm-hmm. If you use him in Mando, then it gives you a chance to like explain who he is. If you throw him in Boba Fett. You still kind of have to, but you don't necessarily have to because people who know, you know, know the history, know who this character is already. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, all right. So there we go. There is our top ten list of our favorite bounty hunters in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, please leave us your list anywhere you would like on any of our social media channels. We don't care which one. Just go ahead and let us know what you guys like as well. Um. Chris, uh, I think that's about all we could have for them this week. Um, yeah. we'll, huh? Much yeah. There's not much else. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, come. We will be talking Book of Boba Fett 
with you guys a lot. And I'm sure we're going to be getting some trailers and some stuff for some upcoming projects as well. Um, Hopefully. And we have and we have some other fun stuff as well. Kind of. Um, oh, one quick thing. Sorry. Uh, so coming up uh, in December, we will be doing a five year commemorative episode for Rogue One. We'll be going over uh, a lot of Rogue One stuff in that episode uh, as we your anniversary. Can you believe that? Five years since Rogue One. Yeah. That's, uh, that's crazy. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that'll be coming up also in December as well. Um, what would you like to leave with the uh, good people, Chris? Um. Oh, I mean, we can talk about this. I can't, I can't figure we can it up every time I was talking about the series in this episode. Was that uh, if you want to see the most fascinating thing ever uh, in the uh, War of the Mandalore and the War of the uh, Bounty Hunters comic? Mm. They have a hut in there that has a six pack, and it's I can't get, I can't get my eyes off it. There's wow. literally a, a six pack. It's mind blowing. I feel like he would also have like a side part haircut for some reason. Well, it doesn't be hair. He's a hut, but it's no, like, I know. You, you, you use the huts looking like Jabba the Hutt, and you see one who's like ripped, and you're like, "What the? I don't even know what to think about this right now." Is his buff too? Um, I don't know if you actually see his tail. You just see him like, <laughs> he's in the front, like he like his arms are all like beefy, and like yeah, he's got a, he's definitely has a six pack, and it's really unsettling. You're like, I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to feel about this. Yeah, I don't want to be attracted to a hut, but it might happen. <laughs> nice, very nice. Yeah. That's with six packs. I'm leaving you with just that yeah. mental image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag huts have six packs. There you go. All right. Uh, what would you like to leave with the good people, Chris? That was it. The image oh. of a hut with six pack. Okay, cool. Very good. That's a perfect thing to leave them with. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, and I will leave you guys with. Um, I am usually a lot quicker at this sort of thing. Mm, Christmas is coming. Remember, at the end of the day, you're uh, there to, uh, you know, have fun with your friends and family and uh, don't get too into the materialistic stuff of it all. Uh, the people that really, you know, know and care about you are fine with, uh, you know, whatever's going on. So don't get too hard on yourselves during this holiday season. I guess that's what I'll leave with you guys. Yes. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, the ranking of the bounty hunters here. Um, we will see you guys next week. Uh, be well, and uh, may the force be with you. Have a good week, guys.